Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Friday, the 8th of April, and today I'm going to continue my discussion about Go Woke, Go Broke and offer your daughters an alternative to Disney princesses. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so thanks for tuning in on this Friday. I hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, I'm loving coming into the weekend here. We've got a lot of things happening in uh, the, at the Homeschool Resource Center. Lots of really good things going on for freedom, particularly as it relates to education. As you guys heard me mention on Wednesday, we've got a lot of things to pray about in the country right now, and I want to just encourage you that way. But more than praying for uh, just to pour your heart out to the Lord, really pray for instruction. That's why we pray, right? We pray that God would give us instruction. We talked about this yesterday. How do you light a thousand fires? You start one family at a time. And today I'm really uh, excited to have a friend of mine on the show. She is an author and a mom to four wonderful kids who range in age from 20 to 14. And uh, they have been, she has been for a while now working on a series for young girls called The Princess Parable. So uh, my friend Gina worked for 20 years as an event planner, and then the Lord called her to write these books that are full of character and purpose. You guys are going to be so blessed, and I hope you'll check them out and and uh, see what she's doing to bring an alternative to the Disney princesses and the woke uh, indoctrination of Disney. She's bringing an alternative, and that is what we're encouraging you guys to do. Get off the bench. Get onto the battlefield. And I'm excited to have an on the battlefield friend with me today. Gina, my friend, welcome to the show. Thanks, Heidi. It's great to be here. It's good to see you. It was nice to see you in Texas. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. It was awesome. I was so grateful to be right next to you. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun just uh, seeing people without masks on. I think that's fun. I mean, I, I define fun in a whole new in a whole new way now. I'm just like, yeah. well, look at that. People without <laughs> masks. That's fun. That's yeah. good. Yeah, because the year before we were in Round Rock and it was like a, a zombie mask apocalypse. So uh, this is much, much better. I'll never forget. I mean, I don't remember if you were you in uh, in Nashville when the hotel, uh, the hotel was they actually called the police on some of the vendors. Wow. That weren't oh. wearing their masks enough. Yeah, it was crazy. No, that's, that's crazy. It was bonkers. So yeah, I'm happy that we're out of that. So I'm excited to have you here. You know, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. And, uh, and I want people, and we will put these in the show notes today, but I would love it if you just give everybody a little bit of a, um, just an insight into your heart and what would motivate you. Cause I feel like it's really a, one of those like Esther four things, you know, for such a time as this, that the Lord really put it on your heart quite a bit ago. And now right at the apex of what we see happening, I just did a podcast, uh, on Disney's, you know, uh, woke you know, woke Disney and what a disappointment that is. But they've been going down this path for a long, long time. And you live in California, so yeah. I'm sure you've seen it too. Yeah, so I live 20 minutes from Disneyland. And I, like many other families, my young kids would get those annual Disney passes and show up at the gate and be so excited. And I think I potty trained my daughters with the idea of like, you get to go see a princess if you can just you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not do it in your diaper, right? So. Right. But I would read to them when they were little and I would change the stories and I would put in, you know, character lessons and I would, I would read these books and I would just say, or the, even the movies, you know, and you just had to insert so much goodness into what was already there. Right. And I feel like parents are just so willing to take the bare minimum. Yeah. They're willing to take, you know, whatever fluff and 
whatever they put out, right? They just say, put their kids right in front of that TV or read those books to them and they don't even think. And I'm right there with them. I just, in the very beginning, you know, I knew, I had heard, but I didn't really see it. Now we like see it fully. But for all those years, I was willing to like, well, you know, and I, and, and now I can see why God, it was really God that did these princess parables. I was super happy to be an event planner. I was in a Bible study and he said, go do we write these books. And I was like, what? I'm not writing books. I don't know anything about writing books. And And I'm telling you. I think when you were, um, I met you at a Sally Clarkson event, right? Was I speaking at that event? Is that how we met? I'm trying to remember. Yes, at a mom heart event. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I must have been. And back then, was this on your heart then? So we started, I started writing in 2005. And we got published in 2007. The first books came out in 2011. First two. And then we have gone for the last 11 years uh, with Zondervan, they branded us and, but you know, I'm a mom of four and I'm homeschooling and I'm doing all these other things. And so I really counted on them to, to push it and they did, but I feel like right now is really when it's needed. I feel like it was needed before, but I feel like now is when I hear at the convention since last year, I, I show up at these conventions and never before I I'm selling like parents just want to buy everything on the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hearing from them so often that they just, they love this. They just have given away all their Disney stuff. And this is the only thing that they're doing with their girls. And so I do feel like it's a new time, a new time for us that because we already have done the legwork on really princesses who love Jesus, who follow after him, who are living out the parables, who are making uh, good choices. There's no magic. There's no romance. There's no evil anywhere. It's all basically redeeming princesses. Because they were God's idea in the first place. We're all daughters of the king. He's the one who came up with the word princess, not anybody else. It was his idea to have us to be his kids and his daughters. So I I feel like such a time as this to redeem it back to original plan, not Disney. Disney just stole it. Yeah, it's true. And I think parents for a long time, you know, the kids are, they really are drawn to these beautiful images, you know, the big eyes and, um, and the sweet voices and all of that. But along with that comes a whole lot of garbage that I think you're right. You know, we, we get the entertainment that we tolerate and mm-hmm. we have just tolerated this. We've tolerated it forever. You know, we've loved Disneyland and Disney World, but it's gotten increasingly um, outspoken. I mean, they came out against the parents' rights and education bill that uh, Governor DeSantis recently signed into law, mm-hmm. saying that they would fight for LGBTQ plus. I'm I love the plus. I'm like, what the heck? I mean, you know mm-hmm. what, what? They 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 ran out of letters, and so now it's just plus. Well, I guess we can't make the acronym 17 letters long, so we'll just put a plus on it. It is wickedness mm-hmm. what they are pushing on our children, and unfortunately, the Bible teaches us that children are very easily influenced. They come to us malleable. They are easily uh, swayed. And the Bible tells us in Luke 640 that when a student is trained, he'll be like his teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think of the generations of kids who really their teachers have been, you know, uh, the Disney Channel when their parents got them home from school and just plopped yeah. them down in front of that. Right. And so you're really offering a beautiful alternative for little girls. So tell listeners about like the first couple of books in this series. Because when I saw you last weekend, you've got a bunch more now that I hadn't seen before. You have readers, the I Can Read series, right? Right. So there's I Can Read series uh, based on five sisters, and all five sisters are in every book, and each of them has their own book based on Jesus' parables. 
But as every homeschool mom or any parent's going to do, you're going to read and write more in there than just the story, right? So there's character lessons, there's sisterly love kind of between all the sisters. And there's, for whatever reason, God had me write the dad as kind of the God figure. And I had no idea that dads would be my biggest fan because, you know, dad is like awesome, right? So they believe him, they trust him, they go to him. And it was completely not my intention. I just made him like God. And so, so the dads are like, these are great books. There are no books out there that make dads look so good. Well, there's, so, no, there's no children's programming that makes dads look good. No. Right. I mean, think about all the sitcoms that we have watched now over the years. And the dad was always the dummy and the one who couldn't get anything together. And the mom had to come and fix him. And, you know, you just sit down there, dear, and be quiet and I'll do things. But in your books, you have this strong uh, father figure for these young girls and they look up to him and they want his approval. Right. And uh, they want to please him. And it's just a beautiful it's it's beautiful in a hundred different ways. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the stories like Good Samaritan, she rides out to the edge of the kingdom up on the hill. She sees a boy get hurt and she sees a ruby passing by and she has to decide, like, what do I do? So she has courage, compassion, goes down and rescues him. And then the, you know, the bigger picture of that story, while that's a great story, the two warring nations are at peace because he was the prince of the other land that she never got to meet as a kid because they were always at war. And so it gives kids this idea, like, you do one good thing, you might change the world. The two warring nations are at peace because of what she does. So there, and then the courage and compassion are your character lessons. And then dad blesses her at the end for things that she did right. She made good choices. So, I mean, that's just one of the stories that's Princess Charity. Uh, but all of them have, we also have an Easter book, which right now is kind of a hot seller. We have Christmas book. I've got a, a 13 rhyming prayer book, which is a board book. Uh, there's a 90 day devotion book where the princesses are giving a little thought and a prayer and a verse, but there's also like an action point in there. Like go do this today. And I love that because it gives the kids feet to like, I-, I can go do this. I could actually do something today that would be kindness or good or whatever the, the character lesson is for the day. Yeah. So, um, so all those, and we left someday we keep hearing and talking to people about doing a TV series and if there's anybody listening who wants to help us make that happen. That has, that was on the table in 2020 before the pandemic and all the, the, the writing George Floyd, all that stuff. And they literally yanked it right then. We, I thought for sure it was like 95% that was going to happen. And so I feel like it didn't happen because it's supposed to happen now. It's supposed to come within this time period when I'm sure you've talked to your readers about how they're going to take all the classics and they're going to put all their crazy people in there. Right. I mean, not no, no longer are we going to be able to watch Disney Cinderella. So the way it was when you, um, so I actually haven't talked about that on the show, but, but, but why don't you bring, uh, uh, viewers up to speed on this because it's kind of shocking that they're going to basically go back and take what we thought was good and make it bad. Yeah. So they're going to remake, the classics, and they're going to insert characters there to be more, you know, friendly to this community that they want all these different characters. Now, what that's going to look like, I don't know. You know, how are they going to change that and do that? Didn't but they just go back and insert the gay kiss in the Buzz Lightyear? Did I they heard... insert that or was it already there? <laughs> I, I don't know. I heard that they took it out and they and uh, because the parents at the beginning were like, dude, Come on, can't we just have a story that's just fun for kids and sweet for kids without pushing an agenda? But that isn't what Disney wants. Disney is not interested in entertaining your kids. Disney wants to influence your kids right. uh, for wickedness. I mean, that's the truth. Right. And so that's going to, they're going to take all the classics. They were starting to do it 
people probably noticed in some of the um, actual, you know, human Belle and, and Cinderella stories, they did have a couple characters that were questionable and they had some like, you know, getting together. I think that was in, in Beauty and the Beast, but mm-hmm. they had already started that a little bit. So I feel like, and I feel like with Frozen, if anybody watches kind of the dark net, I mean, they had all kinds of stuff on Elsa being lesbian and things like that. So, I mean, it's been out there. It's just, they haven't been so public with it. And the, I guess the president, I've read this, the president, uh, she has two trans kids or one trans kid. Yeah. She said she had a trans kid and a pansexual kid. Okay. So, so she has an agenda, right? So, I mean, we're back to, it's the same agenda, same stuff. And if parents aren't looking for this, if they're not aware of what's going on, then there's no way that they're going to understand what their children are being subjected to. And it's so much better. And this is why, you know, I tell people, you know, just people say, well, why boycott Disney? It's not going to help. Uh, it does help. Are you watching? Their stock is plummeting right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're going to put stickers on the, on the new videos when they put them out for sleeping beauty. Are are we even going to know when they start changing all the characters or is it just going to happen? Well, I I don't think we'll know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to know. And it seems to me that that's part of the that's part of the the plot twist. Right. So if you go into the library right now, for example, and I I started talking about this years ago, but they on the spines of the Christian books, they put a little cross sticker so that people know this is a faith based book. And on the spines of a horror book, they'll put a little skull so parents know this is a scary story. But when they insert things like about transgenderism uh, in, you know, like the story of Worm Loves Worm or any of those stories, they parents don't get any kind of a warning. Right. Uh, I'm, we're going to take a, a really quick ad break, uh, Gina. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about where parents go from here. What are some alternatives to Disney? And we'll talk about where they can get the Princess Parables. We'll be right back. All right, ladies, I know what kind of a beating good towels can take. Believe me, with seven kids, towels are used for everything from cleaning up an accidental spill on the kitchen floor to drying off your four-legged buddy. You want your towels to stay soft and absorbent when you need it most for bath time, right? Well, my towels from my pillow are the best towels ever. They come in seven colors, have a 10-year warranty, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Seriously, it's a game changer. Listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast can get up to 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi or by calling 1-800-447-0541. All right, so uh, as as we kind of move out of this, I think people are falling out of love with Disney. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start looking for alternatives. And the other day I was given, you know, just some ideas. And you're, you're 20 minutes from Disney, so what a bummer. But, like, I was thinking the Disney Cruise Lines and all the things that they do. But there are so many more life-affirming things that parents can do right. with children. Uh, the other day I was like, dude, if you're, you know, if you were going to throw that much money into a Disney vacation, take your kids to Colonial Williamsburg, you know, go down and see the, the fields the, uh, from the Civil War, take them to Gettysburg, go to Monticello, go visit Mount Vernon, take them, you know, take your kids outside of their, the normal, what we consider to be entertainment and start doing things that are life affirming. I'm assuming that at conferences and places like that, you're hearing similar things from parents. Yes. Uh, there, they are. I the biggest thing that I've heard is that they really are searching for something like it. It's not that they uh, they want to find something that is wholesome and good and 
and that their kids are going to be attracted to. And that is probably the biggest thing with our books because they look Disney-esque, which was our goal, because it's what the girls are looking for when they turn that age. They want, it's not even that anyone ever shows them a print, like a Disney princess. They automatically at two want to wear sparkles and they want to wear pink and they want, they never even have to be introduced to a, a, a Disney princess, but they, it's how God made us. And so I love that the parents are wanting to, uh, they see that and they, and they're approving that. And they're like, how can we, how can we give them what they want without giving them the evil that seems to be the only thing available? And so I am hearing that. And I know parents are looking to, um, just even, I mean, going to like the Ark Encounter and things that you're talking about as outside of Disney and going to the Creation Museum. But I really hope that it catches on that, that there are some other people out there doing Christian programming where kids can catch on to something that could be Disney-esque. Mm-hmm. That, um, that would be, I think of Davy Lou, I don't know if you know him, but he has a whole theme, a Christian theme park in the, in Indonesia, I believe it is. It's all Christian. And I love that. I know. I didn't I know that. Yeah, I think it's the greatest thing, right? He writes incredible uh, Christian books, and he opened some theme park in in Asia. And I I love that he did that and had backing to do that. I mean, it would be awesome to do that in America too. I mean, why yeah. why not? So. Well, and it's time, and you know, and it, you know, it's all, it goes back to like we've talked about so many times. You know, we've got a leadership crisis in this country. We've got people that are. Uh, in positions of authority from the schoolhouses to the White House that are pushing agendas that are that are doing irreparable harm to our children. Mm-hmm. And it's important for parents to uh, begin to just say, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to give our money to these woke uh, conglomerates. I mean, Disney is just a massive uh, conglomerate now with all the toys and the books and the theme parks and the cruise ships and all the things. And uh, a parent said to me, it's not going to make any difference. And if I boycott, what is what is and what is one person boycotting? Uh, what difference does it make? But if we all started saying, you know what, enough is enough, we tolerate, uh, you know, we're going to get the education and the entertainment that we tolerate. And that's exactly what has been happening. And so I love to see you stepping out into that space. They really, really are well done. Are you the one that did, you did the story, but did you also do the illustrations? No. So our illustrations are done by a gentleman and, um, uh, Buenos Aires. And so he doesn't speak any English. And so he took the stories. He's amazing. Um, I do have to say though, our book's been out a long time. And if some people grab our books, they're going to say, Hey, that looks like Sophia the first from Disney. And that looks like, <laughs> Elsa. you know what? Our stuff was long, around a long time before. And I love that my next door neighbor who worked on frozen and worked on Sophia the first came over to my house and said, Hey, you know what? can I run out with these stories? And they're, the Disney princesses look a lot like your, your princesses. They're paying attention. And I thought, you know what? I, I love the recognition. Not that I can do anything about it, but our stuff is good. It's so good that Disney stole it themselves and made their own characters out of it. So um, I just, I think that I would love for more families to get their hands on it. I always felt like God had it intended for more people than just the ones who've had it so far. So Yeah, yeah. You guys have a really sweet Easter story. What's that one about? So that one, we introduced the knights. Uh, we wanted to write some boy books, so we introduced some knights. And um, the boys and girls are racing to the Easter celebration. The girls take a shortcut, and they're way ahead. And so they go ahead and have a tea party, because that's what princesses do when they're ahead. And then they <laughs> find someone who needs help, and then the girls have to decide if winning is more important or helping. And I wanted to write a story about selflessness versus selfishness and sort of a kid 
form. And so the girls decide, of course, to help. And from that, they get a blessing at the end. They help the little girl and all is well. And it didn't really matter to them in the end. They would rather have helped than to have won the race. So that's the story. I love it. Well, we're excited today because uh, listeners of the show can order your books from theprincessparables.com and get 15% off by using the code HEIDI15. Um, where it, is there anything that they need to do? Is that a checkout code? How can people apply that code? It's a checkout code. Absolutely. They can also get on Amazon and other places as well, but uh, the discount holds on our website, theprincessparables.com. I love it. So theprincessparables.com, you guys use the code HEIDI. 15 and you'll get 15% off your order at checkout, which I think is a fantastic way. Guys, check out that Easter book. And if you know moms with uh, young girls, what is the age that you're targeting here, uh, Gina? So uh, we say two to 10 because two, uh, obviously they could be read to, and that's right when they start wanting princess stuff. And I then know I got them for my granddaughter. Yay. And two and 10, I say, because the devotion uh, takes them through 10 and our books, our hardback books, we, we fought for hard words, like pinnacle. We kept a lot of big words. I kept trying to take stuff out our editors. And I'm like, do not dumb down my books. Right, I want them to right. be hard words. I want them to look them up in the dictionary. So they right. have hard words. Yeah. That's what happens when a homeschool mom writes a book. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Jeannie Young, it's been such a privilege really to have you here and to see you uh, just taking your place on the battlefield and give parents of young girls an alternative to Disney. I'm excited to see how this plays out and how it continues in the weeks and months to come. We have to keep you posted. I will. Thank thanks you. For, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. For more information about the Prince's Parables, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down and I will link back to theprincessparables.com for you today. Remember, you can get 15% off your order by using the promo code Heidi15. Have a great day, everybody. Be encouraged. Have a wonderful weekend. Love your people well. And I will see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture.